Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 133 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I am here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little bit more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you're all staying safe and everybody is getting through this lockdown period. It is tough, but it may just help us appreciate what we have a little bit more in the future when this thing blows over. So hopefully we can get back out in the trails pretty soon. Now today's episode is mainly about getting an ambassadorship deal. I know a lot of guys like the thought of getting an ambassadorship deal, but how do you go about it? What do you need to show the brands, to show the companies what you have? What can you do different? Why do you stand out from other people? How do you go about doing that? How do you get their attention? All this kind of stuff. You know, have you got what it takes to get an ambassadorship deal? What can you give a brand that they feel will benefit them, you know, and it also has to benefit you, of course, you know, so you have to kind of get that win-win situation going there. Now, to chat to us about this and somebody who's very successful with this is Sean Green. Now, Sean is the man behind Grizzly Monroe Diaries, where he's kind of, he's mountain biking 282 Scottish mountains. Just a crazy kind of adventure to do, but he started it well over a year ago, and he's going through it really well. Um, so we get Sean back on the show, because Sean has a lot of ambassadorship deals. He's been doing it since day one, and uh, the man knows what he's talking about and knows how to get seen and how to do something a little bit different. So we welcome Sean back on the show to chat to us about that. We also catch up with him, uh, with his Grizzly Monroe Diaries, to see how he's going, how the winters treated him, all that kind of stuff, because it's a massive, massive challenge he's trying to do. Now... If you didn't listen to Sean's first episode, I advise you go back and do that. It's episode number 57. You'll get a little bit more insight into why Sean started the Grizzly Monroe Diaries, how he was going at that time, how he set it all up, all that kind of stuff. Uh, We do catch up with him on it in this episode, but we're mainly chatting about ambassadorship. Now, for a list of Sean's sponsors, just simply go to the show notes, mtb-tribe.com episode 133 and you'll find out everybody that's Sean sponsored by there you can click through on the links and see what they've got to offer so hopefully this will help you put your feet up for an hour chill out and uh, get your mind off the lockdown situation and hopefully get yourself plans made you've got the time now so plan it out and, and get some of these these ambassadorship deals maybe rolling for yourself in the near future so sit back enjoy and let's welcome Sean to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. How are things in Scotland, buddy? Hi, Gareth. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're a bit snowy, a bit uh, windy and a bit wet, but overall, I'd say they're all good. Excellent, buddy. Excellent. Uh, well, it's been, I was looking because this is the second time you've been on the podcast uh-huh. and you were back on episode 57. And believe it or not, dude, that's like a year and a half ago. Jesus, making me feel old now. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. And you were on there chatting about your your Grizzly Monroe Diaries and about the Monroes. You're, you're doing these Scottish Mountain Monroes, 282 in total. Um, yeah. 
now when we were last chatting you had done 82 so I'm interested to get your kind of perspective where you are now how things have been going over the last year and a half but we're going to chat about and a good bit about ambassadorship as well just chat about how you went about that what you had to do um, and how that's helped uh, helped your um, your Grizzly Monroe Diaries and helped you push forward and stuff um, because I think the listeners will be interested in that because it's a buzzword. You know, ambassadorship's a buzzword out there at the minute. Everybody's wanting stuff. Everybody wants a piece of that pie. <laughs> um, but before that, bro, how's how's life? How's life been treating you? Yeah, yeah, life life's good. You know, it has its ups and its downs, and but that is life in itself, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure we'd all get bo- bored if it was all happy-go-lucky every day wouldn't it you know it wouldn't make the the good times so good if it was always good so yeah it's good we're getting on by happy days real happy days um no i've been following your monroe diaries on your insta and stuff like that your social media you seem to have been getting some crazy conditions over the winter and stuff so how's the whole monroe thing been going for you since you climbed 82 of them um it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, I think, you know, I think I maybe touched on it when I was last on about, you know, maybe beating myself up a wee bit when things don't go my way. So there's been a lot of that going on and maybe the project isn't where I would have seen it after 18 months. But mm-hmm. recently, speaking to one of my followers and, you know, he'd mentioned that, you know, nobody else had really known, noticed much of a fault um, with a lack of content or what was going on because, you know, people were all still on the journey, even if it wasn't Monroe's and it was me trying to sort out trucks and logistics and, you know, the, the, the package itself was still there. So, yeah, it's been, it has been a crazy 18 months. There's been some some big things happening, you know, like, me and Andy were uh, the photographer, uh, Andy Cole. Mm-hmm. We went to Sky to do the cooling uh, last summer. Um, obviously, you know, that's a huge trip. There was a, a guide, Adrian Trendle, involved. You know, he wanted to help us out. So we'd, uh, we had a week planned in Sky and the weather gods were just, they were not playing ball at all. Mm. Um, we lost three days, four days to bad weather. Uh, we just try and make the most of what we could. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't quite get everything that we wanted. I didn't get the numbers that I'd wanted. Uh, you know, so it was a hit and a miss. You know, it was amazing for what it was, but we lost the the magazine coverage and stuff that we'd we'd planned. Ah, oh, really? Oh. You know, but off the back of that, you know, there was. I, I think that that. I took a little bit of hit with that and, you know, it, it put me on a wee bit of a downer, but, you know, I just had to put myself back up after a few weeks and, and get out riding again whenever I could. And then the next, uh, you know, the big thing was I had, which I, I've still not announced yet, so I'll keep it a bit more stoom, but I had a, a big week in November where I was doing some filming for something a little bit special, which um, should hopefully be out this year at some point. Um, I won't say too much on that, but you know that that was a crazy week. Um, you know, riding in the snow, three a.m. starts. You know, up at the summit for half five, watching the sunrise before you know riding and doing the same shot twenty seven. 
to get the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was awesome. That made me feel like a real pro. Uh, what else have we done? You know, after well, from then, you know, it took a real downturn from November, as uh, Black Betty, the famous truck, mm-hmm. and having well, it's had you know problems for about the last nine months, and then November, they really sort of came ahead. And, uh, you know, middle of November was the last time I drove it. It sat in the driveway idle until, well, it's still sitting there now, put it that way, you know, and and the truck was, uh, the project was without any wheels. So my numbers, you know, nothing changed for at least 12, 13 weeks. And then only recently I've been getting out again and I managed to bring on a new partner for the project, um, Richard Lawson Auto Acos, which is a, a Mitsubishi dealer local to me, um, you know, and they sorted me out with some some new wheels. So, yeah, it's, it's all good in that respect. And, you know, the project's going to return to, to great things. So, yeah, pick them up again. Yeah, yeah. I did notice your truck was giving you some bother. And it's funny because the truck's almost part of the whole thing you know people recognize it because of the way it's painted up and stuff like that um so i also noticed black bet is up for sale yeah yeah i mean there's a few like there you know a lot of my my trademark bits are coming with me like you know the roof tent and the wheels are transferable i'm going to make at least one of the bumpers fit um but i've just not got the time or the money to put into like getting it back on the road um so, yeah, I've, I've put it up for sale just now because there's too many cars in the driveway and one's sitting there doing absolutely nothing and with me making no attempt to do anything with it. Um, yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's, it's not good business, is it? So, you know, if somebody else can make a project of it, then they can have a little bit of history too. So, yeah, it's up for sale. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Now, are you going to paint up the new truck like Black Bet? Are you going to do something similar? There'll be there's a few little things, a few subtle things have been happening so far, but um, you know, I, like I do, I plan on getting a full wrap. Um, put it this way, maybe give it in the next eight to twelve weeks. Everybody will know that it's my truck. And, <laughs> You know, more recently in the sort of next couple of weeks, it'll, it's it's already it's, it's lifted now. You know, so I've just got to get my wheels and that on it. And you know, there's a few changes happening here and there. So it, it's got some of my stickers and stuff on it, so people will spot me out in the road. But it's not not yet donning the teeth, but the teeth I think will be coming. Yeah, cool, man. I think they have to do stay with me. Yeah, cool. And, you know, it's funny we're going to be talking about ambassadorship and stuff in a wee bit. Um, you know, so that's a bit of an ambassadorship, I suppose, for you. And that's a big one. Like, how will that actually help with your challenge having a newer truck, which is, I suppose, a little bit more um, easier in fuel or is it easier maintenance-wise? You know, how is it going to help you? Well, a little bit of all of that. I mean, the the biggest thing, you know, straight off the bat is without this partnership um, that I've got in place is the project would very much still be at a standstill. You know, they were able to offer me a position that 
literally got me back on the road. Mm. Um, if it wasn't for them helping um, and doing everything they could to make it affordable and, you know, offering help with servicing and parts and, you know, I, I would be sitting here still with a broken Black Bay um, and nothing else, you know, because I am just a normal guy like everybody else and I don't have these endless funds to go out and buy trucks when things go wrong, you know, so it's a case of sitting at home and, and saving. You know, that doesn't do me any good, it doesn't do the project any good, but in the real world, that's what we've got to do. So, you know, without this new partnership, that would that would still be the case now. So, right off the bat, you know, I've got wheels. Um, yeah, the truck's newer. Um, come, It's got half the mile, well, 100,000 miles less than Black Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot more comfortable. It's a lot easier to modify. You know, the suspension setup is... It's just simpler to maintain and upgrade. And yeah, I'm hoping it's a little bit better on fuel. And um, mm-hmm. maybe once it's got all my steel extras on it, it might be weighing about the same as Black Bay. But yeah, no, overall, it just it just feels like I'm you know I'm going in the right direction. So yeah, it, it's it's a great partnership to to be in. Well, happy days, you know, and and that just shows you how partnerships like that and ambassadorship and stuff can actually work and can actually change things in such a big way you know it's it's so different than getting a free pair of shoes or something like that um so it plays a major major role cool we'll chat about that a wee bit later now you mentioned andy cole there earlier you still working with andy yeah yeah still working with andy and like i say he came to sky with me Um, i don't think we've done anything since sky which is the longest we've not worked together since we started working together. Um, he'll, he'll wipe the floor of me if we have done something and I've totally forgotten it. But, <laughs> I do. Um, but we've got another trip or another couple of uh, meetups planned. I'm racing the, the Maca Avalanche again this year in Glencoe, um, which I'm super stoked about. Um, no Fuss events sorting me out with that again. Mm-hmm. Um so Andy's going to come and join me and he's going to shoot the event and hopefully give everybody else that's racing a little bit of, you know, those epic shots that that he gets me, you know, because I feel like, you know, that's what's missing from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he'll be joining me there. And then we have a weekend bike packing trip planned as well. Um, something a little bit special, which I won't say too much about just now but yeah there's you know there's still things picking up and we've still got plans roughly laid out for the rest of the year as well so it's just sort of you know as the time comes we know we've got something lined up we'll nail that see how it goes we've got the next sort of trip planned in our head you know we'll let six eight weeks pass we'll go right let's do it this weekend and yeah like working with Andy has been amazing Mm -hmm. you know he he's been able to do quite simply me and some of my sponsors justice that you know i've not been able to do on my own you know he's really brought class to the project and you know for for that i'm forever indebted to him you know so yeah working with andy has been amazing yeah like some of his shots uh, are just stunning like absolutely stunning and incredible yeah yeah and 
you know, it really captures what you're doing. And, you know, I think between what the two of you are doing, so Andy has uh, amazing images, crystal clear, absolutely breathtaking uh, scenery. And then you go to your socials and you're getting signed blast that we 80 mile an hour winds and snow. And, you know, so it gives it gives your followers a really good perspective of what it's like, you know. Yeah. One one hour it can be blue skies, beautiful. The next hour you're struggling to actually sit on the bike, you know. Yeah, I think, like you say, you know, it, it lets people know a little bit more because, you know, if if my socials were just Andy's photos, obviously Andy's not going to get the camera out in eight mile an hour winds where you know it's snow and rain, absolutely battering the camera. So people don't get to see that side of thing otherwise, you know. So I think. You know, it's quite easy for even, you know, like fully fledged pros, you know, they've all got to be training out in all sorts of weathers and it's not all these glamour shots all the time, you know, so it's good that, you know, with social media, you get to see the flip side of the coin. It's not always these glossy magazine shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really cool to see both sides of it, you know. Um, because a lot of people just see the end product they don't see what goes into it you know the the climbs and and the early mornings and the cold nights and all this kind of stuff you know whereas through your stuff they get to see a bit of that and i think it really shows it in its true light you know (laughs) tough man tough well andy's a great character i had him on the podcast back in episode 64 and it was andy that actually put us in contact so um Fair play, fair play. He's uh, doing a lot. You're doing a lot for both of both of each other anyway there. You're helping each other really well. Yeah. Cool. So how's the winter been for you, Sean? Has it been tough? Um, well, like I say, since, uh, you know, filming in November, uh, I've maybe only done <clears throat> three Monroe's. <laughs> okay, okay. November, you know, well, with a truck been off the road it wasn't until february no january sorry january was the next time i got out you know i borrowed my wife's car um and managed to get away for one and then Mm. you know a couple of times now in the new truck i've managed to get out so it's been like i say really slow um and it's just typical i get new wheels and the real winter hits you know Mm -hmm. there's you know, meters worth of snow at the moment. You know, three, four meters in some places and on some of these mountains. So I'm meant to be going out on Saturday. Um, obviously, I'll see what the weather's doing, um, and I'm plan accordingly the best I can. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's like the way it is just now, and it, and it's full on winter mountaineering, you know, there's no guarantee of any summits. You know, there's sometimes not even any guarantee of getting past three four hundred meters so i've just got to take it as it comes and you know this project's no use if i can't live to tell the tale very very true sir very true so it's been tough on you but for all the wrong reasons really Uh, (laughs) Uh, how do you keep motivated through something like this sean i think i've just kind of got to think of the bigger picture um you know and yeah this is all it's all very much one and two day trips but it's it's the project as a whole that will be the amazing feat you know so 
you know, people have asked me, like, if I could get sort of fully funded for a year or less, you know, how quick could I finish the project? Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, I'll be able to take all this time off, off work and ride three, four days a week and, and rattle through these mountains. But on the other side of the coin, you know, I kind of like being in this halfway house of not this fully supported and, you know, paid for a rider. You know, I like having this connection with my followers that I'm still just a normal guy who's in a very fortunate position, who's been able to offer companies something that nobody else in the world's been able to offer them, you know, to be part of my story. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I've forgotten where that question came from or where my answer was going there. Well, it was just it was just staying motivated, and I think that's probably what pushes you. You know, um, that it's not paid for and that it's not. I wouldn't say as easy as that because it would never ever be easy. But yeah. you're doing a lot of it off your own back. You're carrying your own weight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, between <clears throat> I suppose it's a mixture of things. You know, there's. You know, sometimes when it's horrible outside and you just don't want to go, you know, there's a few motivators. Obviously, I work five, six days a week, so I've got to take my chances when I can. You know, if if I only went out on dusty, sunshine days, I'd probably do about two Monroes a year. Mm. Okay, so there's the first motivator is I've got to take, take my riding when I can. The second one has got to be, you know, my followers. You know, I like being able to give them fresh content. You know, it makes me happy, like, just being able to engage with them and, like, you know, people getting excited by what I'm doing and inspired, you know, getting people, other people out in the hills thinking, wow, you know, like, this is amazing. You know, I I want a piece of this. Like, I didn't even know this was on our doorstep. Mm -hmm. And another one is my sponsors, you know, simply, like, I've got contracts with a lot of them and, you know, I've promised them, certain amounts of content and exposure that, you know, I'm not going to get if I'm unmotivated and just sitting in the house because, you know, it's a pretty overcast day or it's wet or it's snowing or it's windy, you know, so they're another motivator. But, you know, beyond all that, and the biggest motivator for me is just how happy it makes me to be out in the hills, you know, bike or no bike. Like, it's sort of my happy place. It's where... You know, all of life's struggles and everyday worries and bills, It, you know, for those hours that I'm out there, they don't matter. You know, absolutely nothing matters apart from me, my bike, and the trail in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, if that doesn't motivate somebody to get out of the house, then, you know, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I appreciate that for sure. Um, so whereabouts are you now with the numbers, Sean? Uh, we were at 82 when we last spoke. Do you know what number you're at now? I'm sure you do. Yeah, um, it's it's a bit of a sore one hearing that number back because I was, uh, you know, I was, I was wondering, like, I wonder where it was the last time I was on the show. And, you know, I've, I've like I say, I've not got the numbers to where I'd hoped to mm-hmm. by the time I'm sitting at 100 21 or 122 all right Um, cool man another 40 but you know by this time initially by this time i think i'd already planned to have finished it um but life doesn't work like that and you know you've got to meet your wife halfway you know you you can't miss all family events and you Mm -hmm. know not 
with the kids and you know because life's too short you know yeah. this project is amazing but you know my kids are only this age once and I don't want to miss all that so it's finding a middle ground so obviously you know all these different things have come into play and you know maybe the numbers have, have ticked off slower than I'd liked but you know they are still ticking and I suppose that's what matters above anything else yeah for sure man L- listen it's <sighs> You know, I think we chatted about it in the last, when you were last on. It's such a crazy thing to try and achieve, you know. And has anybody else done? Nobody's definitely done it on a bike, right? No, they have. They have. Oh, there's, they have? There's, yeah, there's been one man. Uh, it was in the, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, by the name of Paul Tattersall. Um, he's, a, he's a mountain guide, um, lives over in Gearlock now. Mm-hmm. He holds quite a few records, I think, and... He'd, he'd, I believe, I'm not entirely sure, but I believe he was unemployed at the time and he, I think he was mainly using the bike for access and egress. Um, you know, obviously, technology back then, you know, the bikes weren't capable of doing like what, you know, my Deviate guide's capable of doing now, you know, far from it. You know, and also human ability, you know, as technology advances, humans advanced with it. So, you know, I, I believe that maybe there's some things that I'm able to conquer now that he wouldn't have been able to do then. So, And he certainly didn't have the the luxury of being able to record it all, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least, you know, I could show people what it's actually like up there. Um, but, yeah, Paul Paul done it. Uh, I think he done it in around 80 days. Wow. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm hoping to meet up with with Paul this year, um, he, he says he's he's not too keen on taking a bike up Monroe now, but you know he would like to join me for a walk. So yeah, that would be good, and hopefully I can get Andy along to that, and we could make a bit of a thing of it. So, but yeah, there's yeah there's somebody who's done it already. <laughs> oh wow, wow, well that's amazing in itself what he's achieved. But yeah, like man, it's you know it's hard to say, but I don't think the numbers matter how quickly they come off you know what i mean it's it's not a race yeah i know i know you know you know so i think you should be really really happy with what you've achieved to this point and you know people want to see more of it so they don't want it over that quick dude if it was going to be over in a year people would be like what come on yeah. give us a bit more <laughs> you know that kind of you know that's the flip side of the coin yeah because i like when I started this, I had this, you know, timeline in my head and it just, you know, after the first year, like it was all sort of going to that. And then after the first year, things came into play and then, you know, my son was born and, you know, just heaps of stuff changed. And, you know, I was concerned about it and was concerned about the project as a whole because when things deviate from the way that I plan from them going, it kind of, it gets me down a wee bit and it bothers me, you know, and it was my wife who actually said to me, she was like, you know, Sean, this project taking longer isn't a bad thing, you know, it's better for me because it gives me more of an opportunity to try and build a name and a brand for myself, mm-hmm. you know, because ideally, you know, I want, I want to try and make a career out of this. Off the back of this, that is my dream goal, is to find a job in the mountain bike industry, you know, based on this or continuing mm-hmm. projects like this 
Um, you know, so that's that's the main goal. So the longer I'm doing this, you know, that's more exposure for me, and that you know, it's it's more of a power behind me. But it's also, you know, it's better for my sponsors in a way as well because you know they've got this longer connection with me, and you know, that gives them more of an opportunity to be seen and for me to showcase their products as well. Um, so yeah, like. I think now, as time's gone by, like I've understood that you know taking them all off isn't necessarily this great thing. And if I had done it like that, say I'd finished now, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily be speaking to you now. You know, I wouldn't have had the magazine covers, that, uh, the magazine articles that I've had. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be making films, and you know, it's. It, it's crazy the opportunities that have come from it and you know like I say if if I had ticked them off say in the timeline that I'd done I may have missed all of that you know mm-hmm. so everything happens for a reason I guess yeah man yeah for sure and uh, yeah I don't think anybody's expecting it to be a- accomplished that quickly you know um, you have a young family everything else life gets in the way work everything else it's very very difficult man but you know you're doing it right and um you know, it's you're certainly an inspiration for a lot of people wanting to get and do something that wee bit different, for sure. Uh, All right, Sean, so let's chat a little bit about ambassadorship then, because I know the last time you were on the show, um, you had a number of brands there that were helping you out and supporting you to do this thing. And um, I know people are interested, you know, that are doing something maybe a wee bit different to uh, to get help and get ambassadorship and, and stuff like that. Um, is there anybody new helping you since we last chatted or anybody you don't think we, we chatted about last time? Um, yeah, I've got, um, you know, there's a, a couple of new ones on board. Um, obviously, the main one that I sort of mentioned earlier is Richard Lawson Auto Costs, um, a local Mitsubishi dealer. Um, obviously, having them on board, is it's got the project back on track. And, you know, it's really exciting to have somebody not within the mountain bike industry as well. You know, that mm. it shows the sort of pull that the project has. Um, and also, I've not directly linked with, but I do have a, a set of brakes. Um, there are Tessimas from Trick Stuff, uh, which is, again is, is a huge thing, you know, the most beautiful and sought after brakes in the mountain bike industry. <laughs> you know, they, they sent me a set of them sort of for a long-term test. Um, and loan. Um, so yeah, that's that's another a great company to 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 have on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a number of companies that are helping you out, and I'll, I'll list them all in the show notes for people if they want to go and see them, um, because they've all helped you get to where you are, I, I suppose. Um, yeah. So the method of getting brands, then, like what made you want to take that step and actually reach out and try and try and get people to help? Like how, how did you start with that kind of thing? To be honest, it was never really my idea. Um, when I, when I first started this project, it was very much, it was just a personal thing. Um, I was making these edits and, you know, taking these photos and writing little blogs purely for my benefit. You know, I was posting them on my personal social media, and and you know that was that was it. It was never mm-hmm. destined to be anything greater than that. I wasn't, 
I wasn't trying to become famous. It was just something that I wanted to do. And then it was actually Ali Parkin of the, the Trippin' Fellas guys. Uh, I used to race with Ali. Uh, we used to race on the same team um, back in the in the SDAs in my youth. And he'd, he'd messaged and said, look, Sean, you know, I think people would really love this. You know, why don't you set up like, you know, a specific page for it and, you know, make it more of a thing, you know? So I took his advice. I set up Grizzly Mineral Diaries. You know, he even, he even helped name the project, you know, cause I, <laughs> I you know, it was, it was just great cause it wasn't something I'd been planning. So it was just an idea plucked out of the air. And, uh, you know, after a little while he'd said, you know, why don't you see if, if some companies are interested and I was like, dude, um, you know, I'm a, maybe a little above average rider who's just, you know, heading out in the bigger hills. Like he's like, honestly, just, just go for it. And I wrote a few letters and then. I so what, and what, what do you say in a letter like that, Sean? What do you actually say? You, you I suppose you. I think it's been a bit of a a learning curve for me as well, you know, because I'm not trying to gain race sponsorship, you know, like that's something I, I you know, I managed to get sponsored for a season back when I was racing, and I think it would have been when I turned in senior, mm-hmm. and after a year, I didn't get the results, and you know, I lost the sponsorship, and you know, that's kind of. The dream I think that every kid has growing up, you know, everybody wants to get sponsored and, and go riding across the world and um, chasing these results. And, you know, I think you get to an age and if, if you've not, if you're not already in that bracket, you just kind of write it off. Mm-hmm. You know, I say the wrong side of 25 is probably that bracket. You know, if you're not racing World Cups or whatever it is that you want to do by then, you're not going to start. You know, so I'd I'd written off this idea. You know, it, it was never going to happen. You mm. know, I was never going to be riding for fun or deviate or, you know, any any of these, like, insane brands. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, when I started doing it, it was all just a bit bumbly, like, you know, how, how do I sell myself? You know, these guys are, are looking for podiums and stuff, and here I am trying to i didn't even really know that i was an adventure biker at the time you know if, if you <laughs> you know so like you know what do i say okay well i tell them a little bit about me uh what i plan to do uh what i can maybe offer them how things have been going you know but that's all really really hard when you've got you've not got any traction you know i hadn't had any publicity there was no magazines there was no podcasts there was no you know there, there was none of this you know so how how do I sell myself it's just I don't know I think you've just got to take a bit of a gamble and and just have a bit of confidence really and and what's the worst that they could say is you know sorry we're not interested or the more likely one is they just won't reply at all <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hundreds of them you know and if anybody is is you know, hoping to do something similar and trying to get a bit of support, expect to hear absolutely nothing back. And then mm-hmm. anything above that is just a bonus. Yeah, like 
it can be it can be demotivating i'm sure doing something like that um do you think because you were doing something really different that it stood out to some of the brands yeah absolutely i mean you know because of social media now is everybody could be a star you know they, they could be on, on the cusp of something great but and, you know and, I, and i've i've noticed this and you know i'm not the most stylish rider in the world but you know what i have found you know some of the stylish riders that i follow is there could be a thousand of those up and down the country mm-hmm. and you know they're going to need to have that something a bit more special to get seen or to stand out I am fortunate enough that I have, you know, I've started this project that I will only be the second person in the world to do, ever. You know, Mm. like, you know, if you think of how many hundreds or even thousands of people climb Everest every year, you know, and I will only be the second person in the world ever to take a bike up each one of these mountains you know that's you know that's a usp for a company isn't it mm-hmm. you know like you know who else could say that and you know companies you know they lap it up and you know they want to have a bit of that you know i'm not just this this rider that's got a wee bit of a, a following on social media you know I'm, I'm telling a story and people could be part of that and you know that's you know it's good for both sides you know having their support is amazing for me but I'm actually able to physically give them something back, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a, a real draw to them. Yeah, yeah, of course. And when you start out, how many do you think you've contacted f- from the start until now? Whoa. Um, <laughs> bear in mind, it's not always entirely bike related. And, you know, there's been stuff involving trucks and, you know, clothing labels and you know just try to get support wherever i can if i thought there was a in some way that i could help them or they could help me mm-hmm. maybe 200 250 300 really yeah yeah oh it's it's insane like you know you you know that when you're sending it there's a 95 to 99% chance that you're not going to get a reply. So you just, you have to, you know, put this block of time aside, you know, and maybe go through an area of what it is you're trying to source, you know, and you maybe reach out to them. You know, I was able to be a bit more specific with mine because, you know, as things went on and I started to get a wee bit of traction, I wanted to try and bring in companies that, I wanted to work with that, that I could see, you know, maybe like because of the niche, sorry, the niche of the of the project, mm. you know, there were certain products that would work best for me, you know. So, you know, me reaching out to say kit sponsors that focus on like riding in the Alps in the summer, you know, and it's just shorts and t-shirts, you know, that's not going to have any benefit to me i need i need a company that deals in something that's you know that's going to put their product to the test and show the the followers and stuff what it's capable of 
um, and also to keep me safe, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. ultimately. You know, so I was able to to pinpoint and and aim at certain companies in certain areas. Um, and then also just, this, you know, there's little things that, you know, companies, you know, swing your way and maybe other ones don't, you know, like little things where, you know, the world's very environmentally conscious at the moment. And, you know, there's a couple of my sponsors, which, you know, I have noticed that in the past that, you know, they're conscious of these things and, you know, it's nice, you know, you're like, I want to work with a company who's thinking like that. And it's not all just profit, profit, profit. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to work with them and yeah, it's, it, you've just got to put the feelers out, I guess. Yeah. You know, because you know what you're going to get back. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you know, when somebody does get back to you, what do they say? Like, what's, what's that like? Um, if somebody well, wants to work with you, you know, what are they? What do they kind of say? Do they say, "Yeah, I like what you're doing. Can we chat more?" Or how does that conversation go? It it could go any which way, you know. I I've <laughs> go in every direction, you know. Sometimes it starts really, really positive, and then there's a wee bit of back and forth, and it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry, I don't think this is for us, you know. When maybe I discuss maybe what I'm looking for from it, um, I've had it. You know, people not being sure to start off with, and then I've told them a little bit more, and all right, okay, well, I'm a wee bit more interested, and then I've had it, you know, like fun, you know, Dominic at fun, he, uh, you know, he heard like what was happening, and he was like, you know, can we Skype? Like, you know, I, I want, I want to speak to you now, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, and you know, he just he lapped up, and that really. It, it really helped my confidence in this. And I was like, well, you know what? If a company as huge as fun, you know, could be interested in this, then, you know, like the world's my oyster sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, anything's possible. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, for anybody who is going to reach out to the companies, you know, expect a lot of knockbacks. But, you know, if, if you've got something to offer them and, and you get, a wee bit of positive back on it like it, it's only going to push you further you know like it just it motivates you and inspires you and you're like you know what like i i can do this so yeah th- there, there's highs and lows just like in everything i suppose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and i suppose or i would say that most people reach out you know for simply free gear or to make them look like a better writer or something like that you know it's but for you it seems very different because for yourself and this project you've taken on it's more like a necessity you you know a lot of the products you use you need the products it's not just to make you look better or have the latest gear or whatever but you need the products you need their help to actually make this thing happen for you yeah yeah well that was the thing is like it's when this started um you know i've never been one to have all the the newest latest and greatest gear you know I, i've always been happy with like bikes have been a few seasons old i mean i've always wanted a brand new bike but you know i've never been one of these guys that went you know needed the fresh kit each year Um so like when i first started reaching out to companies i was never looking for a free ride you know i'm not expecting companies to throw money at me for this this nobody with 
you know, with nothing behind them. You know, I didn't have mm-hmm. this long list of results or anything like that. So I was expecting to stay on my bike. You know, I didn't even bother reaching out to any frame sponsors. I was like, you know, why why is somebody going to send me a bike? You know, so I started with smaller things that maybe my bike needed at the time. Mm. You know, even when I when I reached out to Fun, my initial hope that I was still riding my 2012 Newproof Mega, you know, and I was saying, you know, do, do Fun, do you still do like 26 inch wheels? You know, have you got you know components that are going to work with this? And it was it was Dominic at Fun saying, well, you know, let's let's try and update your bike first, and then we can give you you know, the best that we can do for you, mm-hmm. you know, so the industry sort of pushed me as much as I was, you know, poking at the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's just sort of, it's it's gone on from there. And like I say, there's not been any point in me reaching out to companies that the products aren't going to do me any use. So, you know, when there's been products that I know could be life-changing for me, like, you know, some of these are like, like Seven Mesh, for example, hands down make the best mountain bike kit in the world. You know, there, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I would put my complete faith in any of their kit, you know. It, it's the difference, I believe, and sometimes, you know, maybe after a really, really tough day and the snow's been battering me and the wind and the rain and, you know, me still being dry underneath is the difference between me maybe being able to get off that hill and not get off that hill. You know, it's between that and like, you know, the likes of Sub-Zero as well, you know, they supply me with uh, with thermals and stuff and, you know, down jackets and without them, you know, maybe I would be heading out a little less prepared and, you know, heading into these environments, you know, that not being prepared is dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, it's as dangerous as coming off your bike, not having the right gear. So, yeah, like having these companies you know on my sleeve has given me confidence to to push myself harder and put myself in situations that I wouldn't have been able to without their support mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so it's a win-win and I think it, companies like that it has to be really yeah 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 absolutely yeah um so when you get the go-ahead from a brand like that do you have to sign a contract? Are they as serious as that? Do they just send you gear? Is it different for each brand? How does it work? Um, well, again, it's it's a mixture of all of those. You know, when I've sort of um, say some of them, it's been a case of, right, okay, well, you know, we can maybe do this. Bear in mind that, I, like I say, I didn't have anything behind me. You know, I was just Joe Bloggs, doing something pretty spectacular you know they've they've no reason to believe that i'm even going to manage to to finish the project other than my work and you know so some of them it's very much maybe maybe they're just putting the feelers out you know yeah we we could send you some stuff no problem you know if you if you just you know tag us and you know keep us in the loop you know share our posts where need be and stuff you know some of them are as as simple and laid back as that Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah there is some of them where i've got full-on written contracts with um which it's you know it's renewed year on year 
where they expect certain things and you know I expect certain things and you know so yeah there really is I, I like you know I'm looking at my list of sponsors and supporters here now and you know there's there's a little bit of everything you know there's you know there's some who are able to help a lot more than others and you know there's some huge corporations you could almost say and then there's guys that I know that are you know working out of a shed you know and yeah in that sense, you know, I know as well, maybe, maybe where I can push a little bit more and get a little bit more help when it's needed and where, you know, maybe where I know it's coming out of guys who are very much the same as me and working five, six days a week, you know, I, I don't want to pester them as much, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can make that product last a bit longer than it is. So, yeah, you know, it, it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I suppose it's important to know that before you probably contact these brands. You kind of have to know where they stand. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but then sometimes, you know, you, you can't, you know, everybody's social media these days and websites, you know, everybody wants to look as professional as they can. So quite often until you reach out and you ask these questions, you've no way of really knowing. You know, there's still mm-hmm. hundreds of my followers now think this is my full-time job. Wow, well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That I'm a, like this this pro rider that just you know rides all the time and that'd be amazing, but it's not the reality you know so it's 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 often not until either I tell them or somebody specifically reaches out and asks where I say no like I work fifty sixty hours just the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy the way that whole social thing shows things in different light, you know, and can really well it's it's one of those things that just you can you can let people think what they want to think you know you can put up anything there um you could easily tell people you're a pro rider and this is your full-time job and, and they wouldn't yeah. know any different yeah. um all right uh yeah crazy we'll not go down the social media rabbit hole um because <laughs> i might never get out <laughs> Yeah, uh, unless you have a grappling hook sponsor or something there, I, I think we'll be lost forever. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, well, on a wee side note, because I know you're sponsored by Deviate, um, have you seen their new Highlander? Yeah, and I've ridden it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's an absolutely incredible machine. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've never been wanting to latch on to new things and you know so I was apprehensive about even going to 27.5 wheels you know I definitely didn't see myself drawn to like 29ers um, but that thing is just it's so sprightly like it's the first time I've ever wanted a 29er like it's just so fast you know mm. like I, uh, I met up with Ben in December, it was actually, it was meant to be a lot earlier, but, you know, our schedules got filled up and we had to cancel, and I met up in December to get a leg over the Highlander, and, you know, the snow, you know, put heed to our plans, but I did mm-hmm. manage a fine bit of, of single track on it, and we got a wee half day out, and I just, I couldn't believe, like, you know, when you put your, the like, the power down, like it was just off, you know, and 
It is. It's very much horses for courses because there's obviously scenarios and most of this project, the guide is is the perfect bike for it. But you know, obviously, there's no doubt about it. Where there's days where it's overkill, you know, and jumping on that Highlander would just make absolute. It just make light work of of those pedaly days out. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's truly an incredible machine. Um, I am meant to be and hopefully it will continue that way i will hopefully be receiving mine in may uh on the second batch because obviously you know they've well they've sold like hotcakes you know the the fully sold out the pre-order i believe um first batch was was gone um but ben and chris had said you know like we should be able to sort you out with one in may which is when the second batch is due in so you know it'll be good to have that in the stable as well um and yeah it's it's just like i say it's a whole different beast but you know it's it's very much a, a mass market bike um whereas you know the, the guide is very niche um and maybe pinion is still as amazing as internal gear is it's still a bit too out there for you know mm-hmm. for the mass population and um, maybe another three four years and It'll work its way back in fully, and I think that that was a lot of people's biggest gripe with the guide was, you know, even like grip shift and stuff, which you know it's like twenty niners, you know, until or e bikes, until you've tried it, it's not really fair to pass judgment on it and and totally write it off. But unfortunately, that's just the way maybe things have gone with the guide. So bringing the Highlander to the market is, you know, I'll do great things for DV, and oh, I've only only heard positive feedback on the bike. Like it, yeah. it's just honestly incredible. Yeah, and it's car in less travel. How what what's the travel on the suspension on the guide? The guide is one sixty or one seventy. One sixty and the number is one forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it looks amazing, man. The the footage and the images I've seen of it and you know, I had Ben on as you know on the show. But it was way back in the early days, and we were chatting about Ben Jones' MTB Adventures. Um, yeah. And Ben had the DV8 thing happening at that time, but this was before it was released or anything to the general public, so we couldn't really chat about it. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I was blown away. And anybody that I know has ridden the guide, because I was chatting to Andrew McAvoy as well, McTrail Rider, he's been on the show and he's got a um a DV guide and he is he loves that bike so much, man. Yeah, it's it's it, it's insane. It is absolutely insane to ride. Like it's you know, the way I've always described it is it's like a fully fledged downhill bike that you can ride uphill. Like yeah. just barrels through the most gnarly terrain. You know, it's 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 made me a better rider. Like it's such a good bike. Yeah, dude, they look they look good. I'm going to have to get a go on one of these things at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So before I let you go, there, Sean. Um, if anybody's looking kind of for um, an ambassadorship deal, what kind of advice would you give them? What's the best way to start, or or what's the your most kind of advice that you you think people miss when they should be doing stuff i think people need to remember is that these 
these companies that you know that we idolize and you know we see in all the the glossy mags like they're businesses you know and you know they yeah they want to help the mountain bike industry but they want to sell their products you know and it, it's very much about yeah they could they could maybe give you free stuff or subsidized stuff but you need to be able to give them something you know it's 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 you know it's not a free ride so first of all you know you need to know what it is that that you're going to provide for them you know if you tell them that you're able to give them this like you'll have their attention so you know if if you've got something to offer them make sure that you know that's the focus on you know whatever method you're reaching out on is what mm-hmm. you provide them before you go asking for you know free bikes and free this and free that because you know i've heard on good authority and across many mediums that they're inundated with thousands and thousands of messages and emails and comments about people saying sponsor me sponsor me sponsor me and Mm -hmm. i'm in a very fortunate position um because you know i've decided to do something really extraordinary um you know and that's you know because of what i'm doing i i believe that's the only thing that's got me to where i am and now i'm able to build on that um so yeah if, you know if you've got something to offer them just do the best you can with that be really professional with it you know as as easy as social media is it's probably not the best way to secure a factory deal you know Mm. set up a a proper email address take the time to find a contact email address on their website you know see if you can speak to a person within that company you know if you've got photos or videos you know try and display it in the most professional manner you can you know you you're trying to show that you're a business as well you know and businesses can work together you know so like set up if you've got the time uh you know maybe make even like a powerpoint or something you know especially if you're reaching out to bigger companies go that extra mile you know show what what you can offer them and the, the type of person you are you know because everybody's tagging them and quite often people are tagging them for free you know mm-hmm. people are buying and tagging them anyway so what can you do beyond that you know yeah it's a bit like a rabbit hole you know there's a hundred one things you could do but you know being professional uh, professional and telling them what you can do for them it'd probably be like my main two points and then Mm -hmm. as well if things do go that way you need to be able to carry yourself as well you know there's situations in life where or maybe meeting people that aren't necessarily your type of people where you've got to remember in certain situations you're representing that company, you know, so it's it's like a full-time thing. Um, so it's just, it's all stuff that you've got to be aware of and, and conscious of. But yeah, mm-hmm. they, they definitely be my main points. Yeah, and I know chatting to, we had Keith from Terra Venture 
on the podcast uh, quite recently there, and I know I know he he supplies you with MSC tires and hook a bike and stuff like that. And we did chat about the the ambassadorship thing a little bit from his perspective, and he said what he really liked about what you were doing was obviously it was it was different, but he liked you personally and thought you were very professional and that kind of thing. Um, so obviously when you reached out to Keith, you'd done something right. It got his attention. And, uh, uh when you got chatting or whatever, then, you know, you, you carried yourself properly and he could see a future. And I think this is it too. Like the brands, because they're getting inundated by so many requests, if they do take on somebody, they like, to see maybe a little bit of future with that person they don't want it to be you know to be for a year and that's it they want to be able to work down the line with you and that really yeah. appealed to keith as well yeah. yeah so it's very interesting and i know from what you have said there it's not as simple and i'm sure a lot of people do this they produce one email and they just blast it out to 100 brands you know what i mean yeah yeah you know, try and, like, you know, if for emailing companies, you know, you try and make it about them, specific to them, you know, mention their products, mention what you like about their company, their, you know, their ethos, like, you know, what they're doing in the sport. You know, they they want to know why you want to work with that company over a hundred other brands doing a similar or almost identical product. You know, what makes them stand out for you? Why why do you want to work with them? You know, just mm-hmm. like why you want to work with you. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I think, yeah, you need, it's almost, it's almost like you need to be using the brand before you approach them. You know, you showed the commitment to the brand. You like the brand. You have tried it. You personally like it. And you've, you've purchased it for a reason. Yeah, that that could also possibly help. I think if you're reaching out to a brand that you, you use their product, you know what their product's like, you know why you want to be wearing it, et cetera, et cetera, and you want to promote it. Um, mm. That makes sense to me as well. Uh, you know, I'm tailoring tailoring your emails or whatever to that specific brand rather than just doing a hundred kind of a hundred blanket emails and sending them out to everybody. That certainly won't work in this day and age. No, no. You know, I think they must receive that many of them that, you know, they to an extent they could probably see through it. You know, the within the first few sentences they could say, oh well, this is another one, and you know, you might end up if that's how you're going to do it. Yeah, we'll get the job done quick. But you know, you know, you might have lost them already in in that first few sentences. So you know, maybe if you tailor it to them, you know, you're at least giving yourself a better chance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need to do that. You need to do that. And overall, Sean, do you think you would be able to do what you're doing without the help of the the brands? Um, well, like I maintained from you know from the start, and it's it's even it's been involved in a lot of my negotiations. Is I was doing this before, and would have continued to do this after or without any of the companies help you know this is something that i wanted to do for me um you know so it, it was always going to get done i mean it might not be running as smoothly i might not be in as good health uh i might not be the quality of rider 
that I am without all the help of these companies that are on board. Mm. Um, but yeah, I certainly I would have done it without them. Just having them on board, it makes everything much smoother. And, you know, it takes a little bit of pressure off me financially and otherwise uh, having their support. Um, you know, I, there's bits I'm able to ride a bit harder that, you know, I, I would have been having to maybe lay off a wee bit more thinking, you know, if, if I, you know, destroy my wheels here, like, you know, that's it. You know, whereas, you know, I'm in a very fortunate position that if I do, you know, I could I could reach out to Tern and say, look, you know, I, I've, I've cracked a rim. Is, is there any chance that, you know, you guys can maybe help me out again? And, you know, that, it, it, that it's a real nice comfortable safety net to have mm-hmm. uh, and like I say you know it, it pushes my riding on as well you know and it, it puts me it puts more confidence in me and and in the product um, knowing that you know you've got a, a company's back in there and you know they, they love what you're doing so yeah makes all the difference huh? yeah so Sean what's the future for Grizzly Monroe how can people get in contact and get up to speed with what you're doing there or find out what you're up to um as ever you know my, my best uh, the best approach is my my facebook uh just grizzly monroe diaries or my instagram uh grizzly underscore monroe underscore diaries um i am on youtube it's always a bit lapsed because i do everything from my photos to my edits to my blogs all entirely from my phone as I still don't have a laptop or computer. <laughs> so uploading to YouTube is a very long and painful process, which is quite often why it's it's forgotten about. Um, although I know I'm, I'm missing a huge chunk of the market by not focusing on it. Um, but yeah, um, get me on my socials. That that's That's the best place. Or, you know, watch out for for pink bike because you know there's quite a few stories end up on there or hopefully you know some some future magazine articles again yeah cool cool are you still running your patreon page uh yeah i'm still on patreon um again with the way things have been with not having any fresh content i've not had anything new to put out you know so that's been a bit laps as well although i'm getting a wee bit back more on top of it now and i'm hoping to to plan a, a group ride with uh with the top tier the the crew members and um, so if you know if you want to be involved in that you know we're going to get a date sorted soon for a big weekend you know maybe a couple of monroes camping barbecue beers uh you know i want to make a proper thing of it because there was a last minute one organized last year and it fell through because it was it was so late and you know i want to do it really properly this year so yeah if you get on the crew the crew tier of that there's stickers and t-shirts and stuff available and you know you get to know all the the little very details about the project so yeah any any support like that you know it makes such a huge huge difference you know i don't think people really understand you know the top tier it comes out in, in dollars. It's like $5. I think, I don't know what the exchange rate, I think it's like £3.8 or something. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the pre- premium coffee. But that makes such a huge difference to me each month. You know, like, like it really, really helps. You know, like, 
my patron say pays for the fuel at least you know one of my trips and and that's massive you know i i can't thank enough for that help yeah yeah it takes everything man it takes everything to do something like this yeah yeah anything is, is usually appreciated yeah yeah well sean thanks so much for coming on and chatting us through the the ambassadorship minefield because it it certainly is and uh I'm sure the brands get fed up with people freaking contacting them all the time. You know what I mean? So it's hard to be noticed, but with your with your top tips there, I think it'll maybe give people a little bit more incentive to try and reach out and try and help their projects along a wee bit more. So thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, yeah. Well, listen, dude, all the best for 2020. And um, I'm sure you have a lot more Monroe's planned for the summer when there's maybe not as much snow up there <laughs> we've got a lot coming, a lot coming. yeah uh, so good luck man for 2020 i'll be keeping an eye on you and um i'm looking forward to seeing the first footage of you out in that new highlander yeah me too all right bud thanks so much thanks for the chat bye That's a wrap for episode 133. I hope you enjoyed that, folks, and I hope you got something from that and you can maybe approach these brands a little bit better now and hopefully get yourself seen. And if you're after that ambassadorship deal or you want to test products or do something like that, maybe you've got the confidence now to reach out and approach these brands and see what you can do to help them out and hopefully get some free swag at the same time. Now, Sean, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, bro. I really do appreciate it. Um, I hope everything goes well for you in this spring season and the whole lockdown thing ends and uh, you can get out and continue your your adventures because I know you've had a tough time there, but you're doing so, so well, man. So keep, keep going, keep the motivation high and um, we'll be following your journeys uh, over the summer and stuff and I'm sure you'll get some cracking stuff done there. Now, if you want to know more about Sean, more about the Grizzly Monroe Diaries, just visit the show notes, mtbdicetribe.com. Go to Sean's episode, episode 133, and you'll get all the necessary links there to Sean's details, and you'll see all his sponsors as well there. Um, We didn't mention some in the show, but they're all there in the show notes, so you can check those out and see what they have to offer. Now, if you want to help the show, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, you can also find and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean and all other good podcast platforms. We are on most of them, so you should be able to find us no problem. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. You can also get involved on social media. We are at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. So please take screenshots, share with friends, let people know about the podcast and let's get more people listening to the show. And um, once the lockdown's over, we'll get them out on bikes and get them enjoying the trails. So until next week, have a good one, keep the motivation high, and as always, stay MTB stoked.